I was just 14 years of age when a coward by the name of Tom Chaney shot my father down and robbed him of his life and his horse and two California gold pieces that he carried in his trouser band. Chaney was a hired man, and Papa had taken him up to Fort Smith to help lead back a string of Mustang ponies he had bought. In town, Chaney had fallen to drink and cards and lost all his money. He got it into his head he was being cheated and went back to the boarding house for his Henry rifle. When Papa tried to intervene, Chaney shot him. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Very good. This is episode. <laughs> you reminded me of those um, those Budweiser frogs for just a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's like three of them. It's like great, er, er good, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was great. This is episode 265, and tonight we're talking about True Grit, the 2010 version of True Grit. So I guess if. Either one of you watched the 1969 version. Like this is going to be a very different podcast. Wait, isn't that the one uh, where he won his his Oscar on? Yeah, according to what right. I've I've seen and read, basically everyone felt that he should have won an Oscar at that point, and so they just mm-hmm. kind of said, "Hey, we we're just going to give it to him." I've actually seen <laughs> about 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah, it it's. What we thought of westerns then, as opposed to now, is just so weird. Oh, really? Oh gosh, with the you know the the girl in the movie is wearing like what Marty McFly wears when he has to go back to <laughs> western and from nineteen fifty. Like, like that's perfect. Like, yeah, like, like pastels and stuff. It's yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, nice. And you know, I wish I could talk in the language of the old West, like they do in this movie. If we could do a whole episode in that style. It it is so, it's like a poem. It's just poetic. It's beautiful. Uh, So I am Sean Allred and joining me tonight is Andrew. If you want to podcast, that would be all right. Jimison. You are not LaBeouf (laughs) or LaBeef. Or Lebeuf. <laughs> yeah, because it's an O. So I'm Lebeuf. Lebeuf. I didn't capture any of the bear man, but. Oh, he's my favorite character. He's, he is funny. <laughs> just the way he talks. He's up and down. Just the way. Uh, I should have captured some of him, but it, nothing was funny. It was just everything he said was funny. Like just the way he said it, but nothing he said was oh, particularly. Yeah. Uh, and Loved Sam it. sleeps in dead bodies like a snake vector. Oh, yeah. Well, just so you know, Sean, I would I would just throw you down that hole. Oh, that's it. That's all I'd have to do. And just keep a big stick and keep poking at you if you keep trying to come up. <laughs> I get like ten <laughs> feet and just burn. I fall back down. Yeah, get down. Get down there. <laughs> it's like a like a big plunger on the end of it. You know, just... <laughs> You're, you're like, I'm the turd that won't come back up because you keep yeah. pushing me down. Yeah, I'd start, trying to, I'd start trying to bury you alive, but you keep, you know, trouncing the dirt and, and getting on top of it. That's, so that's, that's, I have to use a stick. That's funny and weird. Um, all right. Yeah. So let's pull so the comfy what, chair and dive in. Oh, uh, how about an old rackety wooden chair? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That you right. sit on and smoke a pipe and have your... Yeah. I keep doing that. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I keep hitting my keyboard because it's, <laughs> it's hanging off the edge of my of my desk here, and I've hit it like three times since started recording. All right, I'm sure it's not at all distracting to the listener. 
Uh, okay, sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, more than usual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2010s. Uh, true I didn't grit. realize it was that old. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, it feels. It felt like it was just out, but I guess it's been nine years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell. Well, honestly, the only person that looks like they've aged is her, is Haley Steinfeld. Oh yeah, and that's because that's the way it is. I mean, I mean, when you're, I mean, uh, Jeff Bridges is she, sixty in this movie, or sixty-three, yeah. I think, the the actor. So sixty-three to seventy uh, to seventy-two. It's not yeah. that you, you look kind of the same. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not that big a deal. But she mm-hmm. goes from you know, she's thirteen to twenty two now. Like she looks very different. I mean, she's an adult. How does she look different, uh Sean? Well, she's an adult and she's very attractive. Yes. Um, oh. Oh, so you see she's she's very attractive. Oh my gosh. Yeah, go watch Pitch Perfect two and three. Yeah. Wait, she's in that? Yeah. yeah. That is her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, she's in Pitch Perfect, two and three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow, that, that just blew my mind. Yeah, she's also in the new Bumblebee movie, but we saw her in Ender's Game for the show. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And she's going to be in the new Hawkeye show. Yeah. She's going to be uh, Eagle Foot. Eagle Foot, yeah. No, she's Kate Bishop, whatever, whoever that is. Oh, that's the... Uh, daughter, isn't it? No, that's the new Hawkeye. Oh, good. Uh, I also forgot she was in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. She's Gwen Stacy. So this is our third movie with her. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make sure there's nothing else. Uh, Three Days to Kill. Did we do that? Um, I know I watched it, but I don't remember if we did it for the show. I don't remember. I don't think so. It's not a good movie. It's a Kevin Costner trying to do... Trying to jump on the uh, coattails of uh, Taken, uh, the old people, um, yeah, kicking butt. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good movie. I didn't. Oh. Know she, I forgot she was in it. Uh, Ender's Game, the Magic Bracelet, whatever that is. The Mary. Magic Bracelet does magic things. I don't know. It just it's, the, it's what she did right after this movie. Well, not right after, but anyway. So yeah, so she's in it. So yeah. this movie's got. Um, a great cast. I mean, holy cow, what a great cast. Uh, Jeff well, Bridges. I was, yeah, I was thinking about that uh, um, on the way home today. Um, and uh, I don't think you could you could do a better cast than this movie. No. Right? Each, perfect, each person in this is absolutely perfect in their job. Even Matt Damon, which sometimes feels a little weird mm-hmm. in some movies, I think he was perfect as kind of the little overconfident Texas Ranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, and, and it's crazy. Like, you're looking at the poster, Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, and James Brolin. Brolin is in this movie for, like, four minutes. <laughs> yep. and, yeah. And, uh... Is the girl in the poster, I hope? She's in the poster. I mean, she's barely in the poster. And she, her name isn't... And, I mean, this is her first feature film. Um, well, for God's sake, she made this movie. Well, she's also... Yeah. And here's here's kind of the weird thing, and this is how this is. I don't want to get on too much of a soapbox about Hollywood and and their uh, not nepotism. Um, I don't know the sexism. Nepotism. Of, of this sexism. Little, it's a little bit of sexism, and it's just a little bit of we're Hollywood, so we can do whatever. I mean, Jeff Bridges. Sure, you want to call him the star of the movie, fine. But Haley Seinfeld is the is the lead. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is her oh, movie. Yeah. This is her vehicle. And she has the most screen time of anyone. Yep. Yet she's billed significantly lower than yep. than any of those. I mean, she's and she nails it. Yeah. I mean, this was a difficult script for someone young to have to again to spurt out th- th- theatrical debut for her. Yeah. And she did. She's great. And so now I'd almost like I see her in other movies, and I go. You have such better potential, yet you're in... <laughs> you're in Pitch Perfect, Pitch Perfect, too. but I love Pitch Perfect. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those movies are oh, yeah. great, but they're yeah. dumb, but they're great. I got to make sure my wife isn't nearby. She's going to smack me. Um, <laughs> but we like those movies, and she's good in them. But again, it's, it's a dumb movie. But like, but she's good in Ender's Game. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, Sam, you didn't like... You, you had issues with the movie, but I don't think it's her. I think No, it was more a book movie alignment yeah perhaps. and you She's didn't a, like uh, Harrison Ford I remember that specifically but no, otherwise no um 
But yeah, no, Jeff Bridges is great. The funny thing is, is like Jeff Bridges um, has this voice in this movie, and it feels <laughs> like he has forgotten how to talk without that voice. <laughs> you know, like every movie, like, it, it stuck basically. It feels it's like a, it has. Maybe, maybe it was some sort of a mouthpiece that he had to wear, and he just can't get it out. Because it feels like I like I because right after this he does something called Pablo, which is the narrator, and then the next film he does is R.I.P.D. And which he was. Wasn't that a kind of a Western type of thing? Mm-hmm. No, it's more like well, he's playing I mean, he's playing like a, a a marshal from like this era. He's basically yeah. Rooster Cogburn in the in in present day. Yeah, stopping yeah. stopping dead people, whatever. But it's the same voice. It's the exact same voice. And then when we we watch The Giver, and I I kind of remember him having the same. Yeah. And then he does Hell or High Water, which again is. It's the same thing. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he's just got this voice and he's kind of stuck with it for some reason. But I don't remember it. Like, he didn't have it in Tron Legacy. No, not it's, that I remember. Yeah, you know, it's just weird. So, anyway, Jeb Bridges is awesome. He's a national treasure. Yeah. Uh, and I do like Matt Damon in this role. I, I think he's really good as LaBeef. Uh, oh, yeah. I just, yeah. And I like the way he talks. Every, like, he says things... I don't know. It just, it, it felt natural. It, it felt this world felt lived in. It mm-hmm. felt real. It yeah. felt natural. It was just, I get, leave it to the Coen brothers to, to write a perfect Western. Yeah. Really? I mean, I just, I love this movie. I, I love everything about it. The only thing I, that I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Andrew. No, I was just saying I had forgotten how good it was since I'd seen yeah. it. It's been a while since I've seen it. My only detraction was a bit of blue, uh, green screen um, at the very end when, when they're riding Blackie back. Yeah. Uh, that, that kind of took me out a little bit. But, I mean, that's just that. It's not that big a deal. But, you know, all the memorable scenes in this movie that just keep coming back to you, you know, the, the hanging man up in the tree <laughs> and uh, um, the... Uh, when she's dealing with the, the, the horses at the very beginning with the... Uh, Banker, oh whoever that gosh. was. That was you know? some of my favorite mm-hmm. on film. That's, that's the thing I really liked about this movie. It it was so clever, and they didn't. It wasn't like cheesy jokes, but just the dialogue itself was witty and funny without yes. being without being uh, making you feel stupid. You know. Yeah. I liken it to American Shakespeare. You know that that type of, of yeah, wordplay really is is just I if if I could watch something with this type of writing, I I would continuously watch it, and I think that's why I liked the uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs so much too, because they had a lot of this in there as well. Not as good as this movie, but a lot of this type of writing. Yeah. Um, so. I just googled Western slang and lingo. Um, I'm just going to kind of slowly scroll through these as we keep talking because something like uh, a sage hen is a woman. <laughs> uh, for some reason, they all, it, it all begins with S. For whatever reason, it started me on S. Uh, well, in the Old West, that's where they would start. I guess. You know. <laughs> you know, S T U V. W X Y Z A B C D. Yeah, know. someone that was uh, uh, Adam's ale is is referred to as water. Uh, actual apparently is money. Acquisitive is booty or plunder. Acquisitive, okay. Nice. Um, after claps, unexpected happenings after an event is supposed to be over. All right, I I have after claps when I go to the bathroom sometimes. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Alfalfa Desperado, what cowboys often call a farmer. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep this up and yeah. just kind of scroll through it every now and then. That's just great. Yeah. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Sam, you'll find it. In, uh, I remember you found a Shakespeare uh, way to hurl insults. That was uh, uh, oh, yeah, a Shakespeare right. insult generator. That was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, this movie, gosh, uh, where to start? Uh, well, Andrew, tell us what this movie is 
first of all, what is the the basic plot? We've told you kind of the you know the, the actors that are in it and uh, and what they do, but like what, what, what is their what is, what is their purpose in this movie? A stubborn teenager enlists the help of a tough U.S. marshal to track down her father's murderer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, that was my that was my truest grit impression. No, it's good. Nice. I appreciate that. Nice. That was good. Uh, yeah, I was I was uh, telling my couple of my friends uh, that I was doing a podcast tonight. And they said, oh, yeah, anybody I know? And I said, yeah, it's a Methodist and a son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I made that up. But this I love is another it. example of a great line from this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well. Robinson's a Methodist. I'm a Methodist. God, you can't go wrong. There you go. <laughs> well, by the way, Sam, we know which one you are. I just want to just throw that out there. So. Oh, really? Well, I, I know I'm not a Methodist. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Just a, that automatically puts me in the other category. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh. Anyway, yeah, so... So, uh, so we, this movie. We'd all seen this before, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen this movie in probably nine years. Uh, I remember I either saw this movie when it came out in theaters or like right after, like when I hit video and maybe I red boxed it or something. Um, I don't remember why I watched it. I just remember thinking it looked cool and I wanted to watch it. So it's, it'd been a long time since I've seen it and I remember liking it then and I still really liked it this time. I think I liked it more this time, honestly. I think it gets better. Now, you know, the second time you hear some of these things, you know, there's there's such gravelly voices. Sometimes it's hard to to understand exactly what they're saying mm-hmm. or wrap your mind around it. And, uh, yeah, I think it gets better every time you watch it. You know, something I liked sure. about this this um, Western more than I liked about other Westerns is you see a lot of. Uh, what's the word? Trope. Sorry, I had a mental fart there. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get as many Western. I mean, of course, there's some here, but there's not as many. You know, we don't have the uh, the flapper girls or not flapper girls. That's twenties. Sorry. Yeah. You don't have the uh, <laughs> the burlesque. Uh, yeah, the, in the bar. They're not in a saloon. There's, and, there's no tumbleweeds floating down the street. Yeah, it was less less. Uh, uh, just Western shtick. Well, I guess it's the big difference is because they're in Arkansas as opposed to New Mexico. Yeah. Because we think well, maybe about, that's you know yeah maybe that's why because we think of westerns we think Oklahoma territory Texas desert you know dusty Oregon Trail things like that and you forget basically everything west of the Appalachians is a was western I mean that's it was the west yeah you know like we were still. You know, basically, I think west of the Mississippi. Like, once you get a few miles out out of the Mississippi. I think that in itself is kind of a trope in the fact that every Western that we see, we just assume it's Texas or New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird seeing a lot of grass, a lot of rivers, a lot of snow. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're on Arkansas. So, which was kind of cool. It's different. Um, Mm-hmm. The the one the western that I worked on the movie that I worked on is set in the North Carolina mountains, which was kind of weird to think of it as, as a western. western. Yeah, it was still during that time. It almost kind of feels like if you weren't living in a big city, everything in everything in the United States was a western. Well, um, that was kind of true. Yeah, it's just kind of a a lawless. Wilderness. Yeah, and I think kind of, I don't want to get into this debate, but I think this this era is where we as a as a society really fell in love with gun culture. You think? Because everyone had one. I mean, in this, you had to. They used guns as communication tools. I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, my God, Coop, 
your security isn't worth a damn. Everybody's got a gun. <laughs> nice callback. It's so funny you pulled that out. Literally, you pulled that out. I, uh, um, my dad said that when I saw him this last weekend, we had a, um, we had a Nerf gun battle at my house for my son's birthday party. And literally, my dad walks over and you know, four kids run by with Nerf guns and they're all shooting my son. And my dad says the exact same thing. He says, my gosh, Coop, your security isn't worth a darn. Everybody's got a gun. Uh, that's too funny. Oh, my gosh. Lovely. Uh, yes, Maverick. Go watch it. Um, so so I, I kind of said my thing. I think you guys agreed. I think this thing has gotten better with age. What do, what do you got? Do you guys agree with that or what? I agree. I agree, especially... Um with, yeah, I don't know, it was kind of the peak renaissance of, of Western, you know, Unforgiven kind of brought the Western back and updated it in terms of a little bit away from the, um, like uh, Andrew was mentioning before, the tropey uh, uh, fake Westerns, spaghetti Westerns. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we've seen so far, everything's compared to, to True Grit, really. Go look at Magnificent Seven. You know, it wasn't as serious as this, but it was still set in a world that that True Grit could happen in. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do like, um, I did like that version, the new. Um, I liked everything but Chris Pratt in that. And I'm so sorry to say that. Oh, mm -hmm. I, it's all right. I didn't yeah. buy him in that one. Speaking of Chris Pratt, I watched Passengers. I don't know if I told you that. Last time yeah. I recorded, I watched Passengers. It was, it was interesting. Oh, that's right. I do remember saying that because I remember you saying, "Don't say anything." You wanted to see it, and you didn't want to yeah. get spoiled by anything. <laughs> um, I did watch. Uh, speaking of Matt Damon, though, I did watch uh, the, the Jason Bourne movie, the last of the Bourne movies, uh, the other day, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's. It's a born movie. Finally got born. They're all kind of the same. Um, the big difference is that um, Tommy Lee Jones is in it, and that 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 girl that we saw in Ex Machina, the girl robot lady. Uh -huh. Yeah, she's in this as a as a CIA handler, but the the accent she has is kind of it kind of weirds me out because I can't tell if she's because she's not American, and I don't remember her accent from Ex Machina. She didn't say much. Yeah, she didn't have, yeah, no. her dialogue was pretty small. Um, anyway, it was just her accent in the movie just kept throwing me off because I'm like, where are you from? Like, I can't tell. It was just strange. Uh, but it was okay. But it's on the list. It, th this movie is on our list to do. I don't, I'm not say, saying all these other stuff to uh, get out of talking about True Grit because it's a wonderful movie and I don't want to not talk about it. But it's already on our list. The Mission Impossible Fallout movie I threw on the list because uh, it was streaming on Amazon. Well, I've mm -hmm. been home for three weeks and I get bored, so I watched it. We're in for a treat. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all right. If you guys okay. haven't seen it yet, we're in for a treat. I, I flippin' loved it. So I, I, I actually looking forward to talking about it. Um, and Sam, you know how much I like the third one. Yeah. This one yeah. is like right next to it. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're getting better. Yeah, better they, and better. I nice. really think that they are. Like I liked the fourth one. I liked the one where he has to walk out onto the outside of the building. Yeah, and then the and then the that's the fourth one. And then the fifth one, Rogue Nation, was pretty good. But this one, I, it, <laughs> it literally just feels like Tom Cruise is just like, how many stunts can I do in person? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because nice. there's a yeah. lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. So anyway, back to True Grit. Um, this movie does kind of follow my rule. If I take very few notes, it's big notes. I don't know where that came from. Notes. And I think it's because I just, I get enamored with the movie and the dialogue and I just forget to type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Did you catch, I wondered as I was watching it, if you caught the, the sound edit issue. Sound edit issue? No, I mean, was there? I guess it was obvious to you. Yeah, because I even went back and watched it again. I just rewound it, you know, uh, fifteen seconds or whatever the Amazon lets you do, and I heard it again because it caught my 
ear immediately. So it's when Haley Steinbeck is in, I think she's talking with Rooster in the back of the Chinese market. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she says something, and it's clear that it's not happening then. Like, her lips are moving, but it's, I don't know if it may be a mic went out or something, and they were using a backup mic, but there's definitely a change. It sounded to me like she was in a uh, a studio recording that dialogue. Oh, but, wow. Uh, it was, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm not as qualified to make that kind of judgment, but to me it sounded a lot different. I, I didn't notice. Hmm. So I'm looking in the goofs section, see if I can find what you're looking at real quick. Um, <laughs> the first one, when Maddie and Rooster hear the warning gunshot in the distance and are waiting for someone to appear, a car is visible in the close-up of Maddie on her horse. Oh. <laughs> I want to go back and find that. <laughs> I really do now. I want to go back and see if I can find a car. That's hysterical. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, that's some stuff like rodeo clowns wouldn't exist for another 20 or 30 years when she makes reference. There's some other small stuff like, um, just stuff that wouldn't, wouldn't happen for another few years. Uh, the train, blah, blah, character error. I don't care about that. Continuity. Uh, I don't care about continuity. I mean, there's always going to be a lot of continuity stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Crew or equipment are visible. When Ned Pepper is pinning Matty Ross with his boot to the Winding Star Mountains, in the Winding Star Mountains, after the first pan down at Matty and pan back up to here, you can hear the director yell action. Well, that's kind of funny. Oh. Errors in geography. Uh, I don't care about that. They're talking about something about the Civil War. He served at Shreveport with Kirby Smith in the Army of Northern Virginia. Smith was actually in the command of Army of the Trans-Mississippi. Uh, and there's a bunch of incorrectly regarded as goofs. Uh, let's see, factual errors. Yeah, nothing in there about it, so... So if it's well, if it's like I said, maybe I'm maybe no. I'm I mean, not. it could be a thing. They're just not considering it an error. Yeah. You know, like if you. Over the years. Oops. Ooh. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. She's talking. Um, I want to go back and see the part where there's a car. If, if I can find it, I'm gonna <laughs> screen grab it real quick. That's just that's just too funny. We could edit. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> I found the car. Yeah. Anyway, if you go, <laughs> so if you're listening to the show, as you, of course you are, uh, go to Amazon. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say here. If you're listening to the show, no, you're if just, you've turned us you're off, you're staring, through, staring yeah. at us from a distance while. Uh, yeah. You know. So at, at, at minute fifty and twenty three seconds, if you hit play, if you look over her left shoulder, there is a car driving in the background. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a mile off. But there is a car back there. That's hysterical. Oh. It's like, um, remember in um, uh, Swiss Army Man, where he's doing one of the montages and you can see traffic in the background? It's like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Only that in that movie, it was meant to show, you were meant to see traffic. I don't, this one, you weren't. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just too funny. That's great. I'm glad I looked, I saw that. Um, so we also have another, we have an ex machina slash Star Wars connection in this movie. Yeah. Um, that poor guy that gets his fingers cut off. That's, that's oh. Domnall, Domnell, whatever, how you pronounce his name, Gleason. Um, that and guy, what is it about the Coens and, and the way they use violence in their movies? Yeah. That they aren't completely over the top, but doggone it, is it impactful? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it is. I mean, when he shoots that guy in the face, I mean it it it's rough. Caved in the side of his Yeah. Yeah. And uh poor uh Harry Potter guy gets gets his hand cut off. I mean, it's not a violent movie, but no. It's but when it's violent, it is violent. <laughs> um 
Yeah, I, ugh, geez, I, that when he got his uh, hands cut off, I, I was, I was feeling for it, for him. Uh, I, I love the trailer trader guy. Uh, the not not bear guy, but the guy that she's trading with. <laughs> I captured the audio, but when she goes back in and then buys the pony, and the look he gives him is like. Are we trading again? I lost it. I laughed so hard. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. That guy was great. Um, everything she owns is wet. I wrote that. Um, it's gonna suck when it's time to camp and your your sleeping bag is still wet from crossing the river. Yeah. Um, I, I looked at the trivia, wasn't there, and I wrote, I wonder if Matt Damon is actually hitting Haley in the butt, or was it a butt double? Because ah, we, we never see point. her face and him hitting her. Yeah. When we see him physically hitting her, we never see her face. And it made me wonder, did they put in an, uh, uh, like her stunt double, who is probably <laughs> of age, so that Matt Damon's not hitting a 13-year-old in the ass? You know, I, I, as I was watching that scene, I, I was thinking back to something that like my grandmother used to say, that when... She was little, you know, neighbors would discipline, you know, other people's other children. kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, or her parents, her mother and father would discipline the neighbor's kids if they needed to. And how that was a thing. But I, as I was watching that, I wondered, was there like an age limit? Or do you just beat them until they're 18? And then, yeah. like, you know, when do you consider them adult? Because she's a teenager. So it's kind of creepy. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. then his character is like that, though. He's just, he's off in, yeah, in weird ways. Well, he's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he he was gonna kiss her at one point. He says that he was like, I was gonna steal a kiss. So he's he's a little pervy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, he's an interesting character. He really is. Absolutely. Uh, but that's all I could think about is like, is that actually, that can't be her. He's not, he's not hitting a 13 year old girl. He's got to be, cause he looked like he was hitting her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I mean, a gloved hand through underwear and then long underwear and then a dress. I mean, there's probably padding there. Who, whoever the actress slash stunt double is probably could barely tell that he was smacking her. Um, but I still yeah. probably think that, yeah, let's not have the image of Matt Damon smacking a 13-year-old on the ass. <laughs> I know Me Too hadn't happened yet, but let's, yeah. Uh, uh, why do people keep saying she's ugly? I thought that was weird. I just, I mean, I know what she looks like now, and she's yeah. by no stretch ugly, but she's not ugly in this movie. She's just a, a you know, I just <laughs> thought like, it was weird. I, I was watching The Tudors. The Showtime show. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. And uh, there's a scene where he, uh, it's like his fourth wife, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he, he meets her and uh, someone says, she, no, he, the, the king says, King Henry says, she looks like a horse. And I'm thinking, this actress has to be the character hearing someone call her an, a horse and... Oh she's okay with that as an actress and and really she's not that unattractive she's you know she's an attractive person but you have to play someone who is called a horse who has the face of a horse yeah and then Haley Steinbeck who again is not unattractive is being called ugly here and you have to like that's part of your character is you're ugly you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think there's a little bit of difference, though. I don't know. I just you're 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 right. I mean, there are there are times when actresses are put into a role because of their looks in the negative as punchlines. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's a thing. Um, that's gross. Him sticking his hands in his mouth to like he just sticks his hands in his mouth and he's feeling around for the tongue and he's got he got some you got some teeth loose. I'm like, oh my gosh, get your hands out of my mouth, gross old man. Like I don't know where they've been. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he was trying to rip out his tongue. He's like, you gonna rip it off or we'll see if we'll let it let. <laughs> And apparently Matt Damon he he tied um 
hair ties around his tongue to make it sound. Because um, you can't bandage a tongue, so he put hair ties mm-hmm. in his mouth to make it sound like he was. He had a tongue was flopping around. Uh, I did write, what a waste of food when they're shooting cornbread up and with their guns. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what that was until they, until she said, you're shooting cornbread. I thought, and, what are they throwing in there? And it's funny because, like, in most Westerns where they're in the desert, like, I, I, you always kind of feel like certain things are commodities that mm-hmm. you wouldn't waste. Whereas they're never really all that far away from home. So him shooting a you know, piece, few pieces of cornbread and he dropped like three or four on the ground. I thought, man, that's, that's like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't lose that stuff. But I guess they probably feel like that they're close enough that it doesn't matter. Of course, Labeef ran out of food that one night when she was going to feed him. But don't you feed him? Chinaman is running them cheap shells on me again. (laughs) Uh, I think the reason I like the dialogue in this movie so much is I feel like I was listening to my father-in-law speak. Oh yeah. Oh really? He talked like this a little bit. He has that that draw. Yeah, kind of, and even some of the, <laughs> even some of the some of the dry jokes that are maybe not funny to the average person are really funny to me because I'm just used to hearing him say it. And as a matter of fact, I think I watched this movie with him <laughs> when, when I saw it for the first time. Nice. Um, that's actually all my notes. Honestly, the only other thing I wrote was I'd be tossing that body down once I saw there were snakes in it. Um, I mean, oh, here's here's a question. Yeah, I just thought of the Western drawl that we we hear in these movies. Mm-hmm. What's what's so different between that and Southern drawl? Uh, it's just, I mean, it's a little a nom- nomenclature. I mean, is it just? Well, I think I mean, maybe it's just it, vocabulary. It, it's, it's a little bit of vocabulary. And it's a little bit of just physically the way we talk. I mean, it's it's it, it's a different accent. I mean, it's it's as different. Mm-hmm. Southern, where we are, Southern. Southern Bell is to Western as New York is to Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're near yeah. each other. They're in the Northeast, but it's different. They're different accents. I mean, it's it's that different. I think. Um, if you, I mean, okay. if you put if you put Bridges doing this accent, and then you had you know, Matthew McConaughey go up there and do his accent, you know, I mean, well, Matthew McConaughey is from Texas. I guess that's a bad example. Um, all right. Uh, I'm sure that I can't think of any other Southern good Southern accents, but, um, anyway, uh, uh, from, uh, Maverick, what was uh, Jody Foster and her, her Southern attempt? Her Southern accent. <laughs> attempt. Most gentlemen like my Southern. Uh, <laughs> I do kind of want to go back and watch Maverick. I mean, it's it's fun. It's just a fun movie. This is not a fun movie. This is a good movie. This is a legitimately yes. great movie that has kind of a Coen Brothers ending. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, because Coen Brothers, they end their movies kind of how... So dark. And how life kind of is. Life isn't always where you get to reunite with the guy and they get to share a moment. It's She gets there, her she's lost her hand and the hero has is dead. Yeah, you know, it's just, after after what sounds like a sad rest of his life. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm looking back at some of these other these Cohen brother movies. I mean, oh brother, where Art Thou doesn't really have a happy ending. I mean, he doesn't get his wife at the end, and or does he? No, I can't remember. No, no, he doesn't. No. Nobody gets the treasure. The, the the whole place gets flooded. Yeah, well, yeah, the treasure too. I mean, like, uh, I've never seen. Oh, there's a lot that I haven't seen, but like Fargo is kind of happy. I mean, like, you know, what I'm saying like Marge and the Stamp guy. I mean, they kind of live happily ever after. Um, I've yeah. actually never seen The Big Lebowski, so I don't. I have no idea. I I haven't either. I've only oh, seen parts. Really, I don't feel so bad now. Uh, no, well, I, no country for old men. I mean, that's not a happy ending. It's a weird ending. I've, I've never, great quite, movie, I've never quite understood it. Um, I've not seen Burn After Reading yet. Um, also good. good. 
I, I've not seen Hail Caesar. I heard it's not good. But like Ballad of Buster Scruggs, again, most of them are not happy endings. Uh-huh. Nope. So, anyway. Point nope, is, the is only that, happy ending is the uh, minor, isn't it? The minor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And still by happy ending. Like, he still got shot. But you're right. He still yeah. he gets to, to go and, you know, sell his gold. Yeah. They were an executive producer. I was really surprised to see Steven Spielberg's name on this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, I noticed that, that too. That threw me off. I, I, I had to kind of do a double take on that one. He knows good stuff. I must admit the, the poster for Ballad of Buster Scruggs, I don't know why, but as I scroll by it, it, it reminds me of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I know it's weird. Whatever. Uh yeah. Gosh. Anything else you want to talk about this movie before I do some clips? The the French cuisine. What? Yeah, the meal that they had. A little beef. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help. I'm sorry. I did laugh when uh, when uh, Cogburn comes up and these two kids are you know, harassing that mule, and he kicks both of them. Goes inside, has a conversation, comes out, and kicks the second one again. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's child abuse, but it was kind of funny because <laughs> they're being mean to that donkey. Yeah, and, and so he cuts the donkey loose. So now these two kids got to go chase down the donkey, or their dad's gonna beat them. And yep. he kicks him off the railing. Uh, it's funny. Oh my gosh! All right, are you ready for some clips? Let's do it. I think we'll you're ready. Quick. All right. Uh, I I I wish. This this is how I feel all the time. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. I love that. I love every. Uh, that that's that's just that is their language. I want all of. Yes. I want to talk like that. Ah. <sighs> I want to talk like that. Here we go. I'm going to play it again. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Oh, that's just so great. Okay, here we go. The name of the movie. They tell me you're a man with true grit. There you go. <laughs> I do like when she asked the guy, the sheriff, or the marshal, whatever he is. I think he was a sheriff. You know, she says, which one's the best? And so he gives three names, and she's like, well, which one's the meanest or something like that? I like that part. Uh, here's Matt Damon saying some cool stuff, though kind of creepy. Matt Damon. You give out very little sugar with your pronouncements. While I sat there watching you, I gave some thought to stealing a kiss, though you are very young and sick and unattractive to boot. But now I have a mind to give you five or six good licks with my belt. <laughs> one would be as unpleasant as the other. Burn, burn, baby, burn. She's like, I'd rather get smacked in the ass by your belt than to have you kiss me. Dang, that's messed up. I still like, I like the way he says it. You, you give out very little sugar with your pronouncements. Mm. I'm gonna say that next time you're mean to me, Sam. Oh yeah. I definitely don't give you sugar there, Sean. No, this so this clip, it's only 19 seconds long because the whole scene is like a minute and a half. And the whole scene is great, but I didn't want to capture, I didn't want to play just back a minute and a half of audio because people would be, you know. So I edited what I thought was the funny parts. So where this ends again, it had me rolling, just had me rolling. Here we go. I'm paying you for a horse I do not possess. And have bought back a string of useless ponies, which I cannot sell again. Look here, I need a pony, and I will pay ten dollars for one of them. Now that's a lot, Price. No, no. It, wait a minute. Are we trading again? <laughs> oh, look on his face. <laughs> oh, he got so he was like scared almost. He's like, wait, I don't want to do this again with you. Just. Take the or Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Uh, here's a little bit of Cogburn talking. We promised to bury the poor soul inside. That's too hard. Haven't been one of the decent burial. They should have got themselves killed in summer. There you go. 
<laughs> you know, he's right. I mean, but only in a Western do you think like that, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, J- uh, Brolin's voice was weird. It kind of weirded me out. I don't it know why. It kind of had a weird little tinge it, it, to it. It's a little like weird. It wasn't all there. Yeah. Yeah. So, right? Here's 13 seconds of him. If you act as the bandit chief instructed and no harm comes to me, you will get your winnings at the old place. Lucky Ned has left me knowing I'm sure to be caught when I leave on foot. Must think over my position and how I may improve it. You know what I just realized now listening to it without video? Hmm. It sounds like they said, hey, do the voice of Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Okay. Yep. Now, That's exactly, exactly what I was right. Now that I've said that, listen to it again. You act as the bandit chief instructed and no harm comes to me. You will get your winnings at the old place. Lucky Ned has left me knowing I'm sure to be caught when I leave on foot. Must think over my position and how I may improve it. It, it puts the lotion on the skin. Yeah, like <laughs> that's Buffalo Bill. That's that, oh I, wow! It didn't hit me until listening to it with no video. That's crazy. Uh, and this made me laugh. Keep your seat, trash. There you go. <laughs> Bam. So there you go. Keep your seat, trash. So next time Andrew, one of your kids gets up without without it, you just say, hey. Keep your seat, trash. Okay, jeez. All right, fine. <laughs> Sam, I want you to do this. I know Kimberly would just look at you, but if she she comes home and she's like really pissed off and she's not really pissed off at you, she's just pissed off as she is, you just say... You give out very little sugar with your pronouncements. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll go far. So. Uh, I just, need that sign for like the kitchen or something, right? Okay, yeah. The, the, get, get some movie quote signs, you know. You give out very this, little sugar with your pronouncements. This, this kitchen gives out very little sugar with its pronouncements. <laughs> that's funny. All right, uh, that's it. Here's this. And now for some more bad news. Oh, Ready? that's all the quotes you got? Oh, shoot. That's like... I I could, well, I could, we could literally sit here and watch the whole movie and, and just enjoy the whole darn thing. Yeah. Yeah, go back and find the spot with the car. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, was there one that you wanted me to get specifically? No, no, that that just you you ran the gamut pretty well. Uh, again, without getting the the guy, the old the the I I sell in medicine and dentistry and on people <laughs> if they sit still long enough. I have the teeth. Yeah. I have no need for the body. I'll be willing to trade. If you so desire, I mean, it's like basically you know, he he kind of reminded me of the uh, Mandarin. Uh, no, Kevin uh, from uh, Wild Wild yeah. West. When he, uh, what's his name? Oh, Kevin Klein. Yeah, Kevin Klein. Yeah. When he goes in yeah, disguise, yeah, yeah. is the mountain guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I look uh, like something out of a James Fenimore Cooper novel, but please, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's still hard to believe that Will Smith turned down The Matrix to do that movie. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I like Keanu Reeves in that role, but I still think Will Smith in that role would have been really cool. Could you see Will Smith saying, yo, I know Kung Fu? Or something like that. <laughs> They'd probably have a lot more swear words in that movie, though. Yeah. I think. Have you guys seen the trailer for Bad Boys 3 yet? I know I posted yep, yeah. it on the Facebook page. I didn't know if you guys seen it. Yeah. Kind With of, the chunky... Martin. Yeah. Oh, we did talk about that. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I know we're still only a week away from each other doing the shows, but for whatever reason, I guess because I'm home all day and I've done nothing. For I mean, I had I had an exciting day with the uh, the the birthday party, but it feels like I've it feels like it's been longer than a week since I've talked to you guys. Uh, trivia: Fifteen thousand girls applied for the role of Maddie Ross, the part 15, of how many? 15,000 girls. That's crazy. Holy crap. Yeah. So, I mean, what that basically means is that they put out a casting call and they the, the casting agency was swamped with 15,000 whatever. And yeah. then, you know, and then the and then the directors can can cut out a bunch by saying we're looking for someone at this age and they can probably cut a bunch out. But they probably only interview or 
know, interviewed slash, you know, had you know in front of them. They probably only did uh, maybe a hundred. I don't. I don't know. I've 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 never seen casting for a, a movie this big before. I've only ever seen it for our dumb shows that I did. Uh, yep. This movie was nominated for ten Academy Awards, failing to win any, and going down in film history as one of the most ever nominated films to not win an Oscar. That's sad. Yeah. What was it going against that year? In 2010? 2010? Well, the... No, that wasn't that year. Hmm. I don't know. I'll tell you real quick. Give me a second. Um, Oscar nominee for... Uh, the King's Peach was number one. It's the one that won. Okay. And for best... I mean, it's a good movie, but... Yeah, this one was. But it though. also went up against. I'd, wa- I'd much rather watch this one. The Social Network, The Fighter, Black Swan, Inception, 127 Hours. Holy the kids crap. are all right. Okay, so Toy there was a lot of good movies that year. Inception. Toy Story Three and Winter's Bone. Your bone. Uh, Colin Firth won for best in a leading actor, beating out Jeff Bridges and a hand full of other people. <laughs> Natalie Portman won for Black Swan. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale for The Fighter. And uh, somebody I don't know. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other movies. I'm looking for other movies that it was in, other categories. Uh, Best Writing, The Social Network won that one. Aaron Sorkin wrote The Social Network. Um, And then Cinematography was Inception. Uh, Art Design was Alice in Wonderland. Beat out True Grit. Um, I'm looking for other ones that just True Grit was in. Costume design was Alice in Wonderland. Uh, huh. Sound mixing was Inception. This is the year, Sam, where you and I get all hot and bothered because of uh, the soundtrack, the yep. film score. Yep. Inception uh, mm, could have should have beat, beat beat Social Network as well. Yeah. So, speaking of film score, this one it I didn't. I mean, it was I guess appropriate for the film. But it wasn't very... It never got in the way. It never got in the way, but it wasn't that noticeable. The one thing that I did notice is it was so repetitive of the same hymn over and over. Yeah, yeah, it was that. And it was just... I mean, it was kind of like a TV show in that you have one theme and then everything is just slow versions of that theme. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're watching... SVU, everything is just slow versions, slow, long, you know, double whole note versions of just the uh, the intro. NCIS does it too. Um, and every other show ever. So there you go. Uh, that's all the trivia I captured. There's actually not a whole lot, truth be told, that's worth worth anything. Oh, I didn't, we didn't talk about it. Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper's great in this movie as, as Lucky Ned Pepper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like Barry Pepper, and his he was all gnarly, and I don't know. His there's teeth. there's just something about the idea that he, here is this hardened criminal, right, who kills people without whatever, and he's going to have a conversation with this girl, and then basically looks to the guy and says, "Hey, you, you're going to stay here." And you're not going to harm her, or you won't get paid. Like there's still there's still some honor there. I, mm-hmm. I just I kind of like that that notion. Well, um, it's it's the idea that people aren't just black and white, yeah. right? I, and that's the I mean we are all drawn to that type of writing. That's why Game of Thrones was so popular. Is that there's no, you know, in a lot of ways there's they're flawed individuals, but they still might have some honor in them. That's yeah. why we love Marvel for God's sake. You know, every every hero in Marvel has some sort of either dark side or or tragic past, or you know, I we just watched Iron Man last last week. You know, he was a, a drunken, you know, ladies' man until he he was blown up in the Humvee. So yeah. it we just we like that. Agreed. Um, sorry. Sorry. No, I was, I was coughing. <laughs> I had the uh, mute button going. Um, yes, I agree. Um, speaking of that, here we go. Oops. 
Come on. Excuse You're me cool. while I whip this out. Gosh, no, I just wouldn't play for some reason. So we decided to do Jeff Bridges movies because, well, why not? And we're also all kind of surprised that we hadn't done Jeff Bridges movies, but we haven't. So here we go. Jeff Bridges movies. Andrew, go. Okay. Number three, uh, and I preface this by saying I haven't seen that many Jeff Bridges movies, so I've, a lot of people didn't like this, but I didn't have too much, uh, too many issues with it. But number three is Tron Legacy. I really like the music from Tron Legacy. Really? If you don't know the soundtrack, you should check it out. It was done by Daft Punk. I was going to say Daft Punk did that one, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's you, you hear that and you're like, oh, how, how good could that be? But it's actually pretty good. Um, and then number uh, two, I'm going to throw in the Kingsman the Golden Circle. Oh, I still haven't seen that one. He's barely in it, though. Yeah, he is. He is. Like I said, I've not seen that many. <laughs> um, except for the ones we've done, like Hail or High Water and, and this one. Uh, but I didn't want to use those two since we've done them for the show. And then number one, I, I've said it before, I love R.I.P.D. It's a, it's a <laughs> stupid comedy, but it's it's fun to watch. I, I watched it on a plane to uh, Germany and... I have that memory just like finding this movie on an airplane. I didn't, you know, I didn't see it in a theater. The first time I watched it, I'm crowded in this uncomfortable, godforsaken smelling plane for hours. And the one bit of comfort is this Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a it's a dumb movie, but you're you're not wrong. It's it's fun, and uh, I like. It. Uh, Mary Louise Parker is in it, and at the end of the movie, he's like, she belly goaded me. That's what we used to do when we were together. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> and the way he drives is just ridiculous. So, anyway. Uh, nice. And uh, Sam. All right. Um, I've got my number three as Arlington Road. Oh, man, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it is not typical American ending, that's all I'll say. It's no, an old, it's an it old movie, not. and the statute of limitations on spoilers has long since passed. But Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's a good one. Uh, my number two is, is Tron Legacy as well. I think that's a fun movie. And then my number one is Obadiah in Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, he doesn't have that affectation, that voice in that movie yet either. He's just kind no, of... No, nope. It's like literally he got stuck in, in True Grit and just yeah. can't get out. I always, so whenever I watch Iron Man, and I've, again, I watched it not that long ago, back over the summer when we did our MCU, uh, MCU marathon, watching him uh, yell at the scientist guy when he says, Tony Stark built this thing in a cave, and he's like three inches away from this guy, and he smoked yeah. a cigar and just left a meeting with, What's her name? Where he was drinking, you know, scotch or whiskey or whatever. And all I could think of is the whole the whole time I'm watching him talk in that movie. Is like he must always smell like booze and cigars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he must always. Isn't that pr that is pretty much corporate life, though? Uh huh. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I don't know. For, like for some reason, like Tony, like po like Iron Man, Tony, like he he smells like like engine grease and like WD-40 like all the time, you know, because of the suit. I don't know. I just, I don't know why I think of things like that, but I'm weird. But yeah, I just assume that he's gross. Um, my three. So I also put RIPD in my uh, honorable mention list because I think that movie's fun. It sucks, but it's fun. My number three is Tron, the original Tron. Uh, I didn't much okay. care for the new one, but I like the original Tron. Uh, my number two is going to be uh, Iron Man, and then my number one is Hell or High Water. Uh -huh. That we did for the show. Oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah, that was. I liked him a lot in this movie. In that movie, yeah. I mean, I could have, I could have said Blown Away. I like him a lot in Blown Away. Um, yeah. Um, I even remember seeing him in Starman. Um, so. Anyway, I like I like me some Jeff Bridges, but for some reason, like Jeff Bridges looks like he's thirty, and then after and then he does Iron Man, and then since then he's sixty. 
It's very strange. <laughs> he did age rather quickly. Yeah, it's like it all <laughs> caught up to him, but he stayed. You know, yeah. like if you look at him now, he looks the same as he did when he did this movie. So it's very strange. All right. Um, what am I looking for? Um, this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Well, we're going to give this movie a score of, uh, out of 10 because, well, that's what my script says. Um, so here we go. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. I, I love this movie. I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, I'm not a big fan of westerns, but this one I really enjoy. Um, so I'm going to give it a 8.4 out of 10. All right. Uh, Sam? Um, I'm right there with Andrew. This is a, a marvel of, of writing, of acting, of cinematography, except for the car in the background. Um, it's, it's a beautifully made, well-crafted movie. It stands the test of time. I'll watch it again whenever I can. Um, if it was ever on TV, it would be one of those movies where I stopped and, and stopped flipping and watch, watched it. So um, i got to be there with Andrew. I'm going to give it an 8.68 out of 10. Okay, yeah, wow, nice. I wonder if this is going to be one of those movies like Shawshank, where it, you know, it kind of was on the edge of a word season and things like that, and over time it just gets better and better. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know if it'll ever get the reverence that Shawshank gets, mm-hmm. but but I see your point, what you're trying to what you're trying to say. Um, I, again, I, I, I'm with you guys. I like this movie a lot. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go quite as high as you all, mm-hmm. uh, y'all, y'all, Usins. um, <laughs> I wonder what my, my Western slang for, I can't look it up by meaning. I can only look it up by what they say. Um, uh, I can't, uh, yellow belly. No, um, yorn. A form of yours, as in this one's mine and that one's yourn. All right, there you go. Um, I don't know. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. Just cause. Why is why did you write the word yam? Yarn. Oh oh yarn oh yarg. Uh, yarp. Yarn. Uh, that's it. That's our movie. That was fun. That's it. That's, but, True yeah. Grit, 2010. Oh, that was a good movie. Go watch it. That was, I mean, it's, it's not it's, like we've had bad movies lately, but it, that was just a good movie. No, we actually really haven't. We, we've actually done a pretty good... But guess uh, what we're running into, folks? Yeah, we're getting close <laughs> to the Halloween. So we got one more week where we're doing a Netflix original called Rim of the World, where it looks like it's a bunch of kids that have to save the world or something. And then, and then we do uh, October, and Sam's already kind of compiled a little list of some suggestions that have already been thrown at us. If there's anything that you want us to do, please, here's your chance. It's yeah. kind of your last chance to, to tell us if there's a movie you want us to do for Halloween. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be stuff what Sam has already put on the list. And um, one of them I'm concerned about. Because I feel like it's going to legitimately scare me. <laughs> Is that the Conjuring? Yeah, those. That, yeah, I've those, heard. Th- I've heard scary things about those, it too. Those movies so. kind of bother me. Like, like if it's at night and the commercial yep. comes on for it, I change the channel. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the, and the, the last movie that affected me just off of the commercial was um, the Paranormal Activity movies. It was oh, it yeah. was the second yeah. one when my son was born and we had the little view screen, all the monitor thing the monitor oh, in the room oh, with us yeah. and all of a sudden <laughs> this paranormal activity commercial comes on I had to turn the monitor off it was <laughs> bothering me so bad and it didn't matter and people thinking oh my god you're a horrible parent no calm down his bedroom was across the hall from ours and our doors were open I didn't need a yeah. monitor anyway but. I mean. I mean, in the house, three houses down. So, I mean, don't worry. It's close <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the intercom tube that I installed, I'm sure, would let me know. The tin cans on the rope. Yeah. Right? So Exactly. <laughs> That's not a thing. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so, 
cool. We'll All have right. some fun. Yeah, that was it's fun. Halloween. So next yep. week we're doing Rim of the World, right? That's what it's called, Rim of the World? Yep. Um, Rim of the World. Cool. Uh, in the meantime, go to something. I don't know. Our website, cheapseatreviews.com. You can go I'm to... Getting to it, I promise. Eh, yeah, you've only been saying it for about a year. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, mainly iTunes, just to help other people find us uh, if you leave them there. Um, Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Uh, please send your emails to Cheap Seat Review at Cheap Seat Reviews. Maybe I'm not saying that right. Cheap Seat Reviews. There is an S at gmail.com. Maybe that's why we're not getting it. No getting wonder it. we don't get any emails. That's probably not why. Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Somebody, though, at Cheap Seat Review is getting a t- shit ton of emails. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice if that were the case? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the case. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Uh, that's it. That's going to be our show. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>